Hey everyone, I hope your Decembers are going well and that you are finding new ways of reinterpreting old holiday traditions, whatever your traditions may be. I am taking the month off from creating new content on the podcast and instead featuring some things that I think are worth your time. So today I'm actually replaying an old episode of this podcast It's number three from back in February or early March, pre-pandemic, and it's called The Importance of Trust. And I actually went back and re-listened to it myself recently and was thinking that this is a good topic to revisit through the lens of where we are now and the difference <laughs> between where we are now and when I originally recorded and broadcast that episode is that we have had a year's worth of upheaval in society and in our lives and our businesses and what has stayed the same through all of this time is the importance of trust. And so as you listen to this episode, whether you have already heard it in the past or not, I want you to be thinking about how you have interacted with other brands over the course of this year. Do you know any brands who have stopped showing up? Have you seen some brands, you know, kind of step up their game and show that they are trustworthy in spite of challenges and differences? Obviously, that's not to say that we can't give a lot of grace both to ourselves and to other brands through the transitions that are going on right now, we certainly can. But I think it just sort of underscores the fact that trust building is a long game. It's something that you have to be mindful of as a business owner and how that trust can really turn into revenue and repeated revenue over time. So it's a good thing to sort of be thinking about as we head into the new year and as we think about the changes that we're going to be making in our businesses for 2021. So I hope you enjoy. And as a quick reminder, if you happen to have money in your business account that needs to be spent before the end of the year to offset your tax liability, the tickets for the Family Narrative 2021, which is happening virtually in February, are on sale now. You can read all the details over at thefamilynarrative.com. That is the conference that I co-host with Posey Quarterman and Kate Thompson every year, and it is going to be amazing this year. All right, let's get to it. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. When someone hires a photographer, they say that they're looking for photos, and ultimately, obviously, you need to deliver photos. But that's just the end point of what it is that they really want. The thing is, most of the time, the people who call us looking for photos can't entirely perfectly articulate what it is that they really want because what they really want is a feeling. Maybe it's a feeling of accomplishment or pride. Maybe it's a feeling of connection or belonging. Whatever it is that they feel when they see the photos that you've made for other people, 
That's what they want, but they want it in their own lives and with their own people. For instance, if you are a wedding photographer and a couple reaches out to you, they may say, oh, we really like your photos, and I'm sure that that's true, but what they really are looking for is when they see photos of people happy and connected on their wedding day, they can see themselves in that position and they want to feel the love and excitement and optimism or whatever it is that they're feeling when they look at your photos. They want to experience that with photos of themselves and their wedding. Ultimately, along with photos, what clients want and need from us is expert guidance to get them the feeling that they're looking for. And as much as they will look to hire a photographer whose photos they like, obviously, they are also going to be looking for someone that they believe will be a good guide through that process. So it's really important that you position yourself as someone who can not only make good photos, but as a trustworthy guide. And when I think about the opportunities that we have to establish that trust with our clients, I think about it as a series of opportunities that happen at different times along the process. So the first one of those four major opportunities is before a client even reaches out to you. It is the very first impression that they have of you and your business. And if you've ever heard of the rule of seven in marketing, it says that a customer or a client needs to interact with your brand seven times before they will decide to hire or buy from you. So it's really important to think about how it is that people are finding you. And some really positive ways that people can come across you are things like if Google is serving your name up at the top of a search, and you have some control over that, right? There are SEO techniques that you can attend to that will help get your website indexed higher. And then you can also do things like donate to local fundraisers or auctions. If someone finds your brand or your business because you have contributed to a cause that they care about, that is going to put a good first impression experience in front of them. And then of course, the ideal way for someone to hear your name is to get a personal recommendation from someone that they like and trust, because that is going to give you instant credibility. You don't have full control over that, but you can certainly work toward that as an end goal. And if you are consistent, that will eventually come. Then another common way that people will come across your work is in social media, right? So Instagram, Facebook, wherever else it is that you are posting, you need to be thinking about how your social media feed reads to a total stranger. Now, there is plenty of controversy and argument out there about whether you need to have a separate business account for your professional work versus your personal stuff. And you can go about that in different ways, but no matter what you do, if your name is attached to an account and people are going to find you in that, you need to be sure that you are showing up in a way that represents your business and your brand. And then specifically, if you have a business page or a business account, you want to make sure that your work is consistent and that you show up consistently too, because if someone comes and sees that you haven't posted on Instagram for a few months, 
they may not really feel like you're there and it sounds like you probably aren't. So if that's something that you're going to put any effort into representing your brand, you need to be consistent in what you show and when you show up. You can also do yourself a lot of favors by creating opportunities for people to find social proof. So a lot of us will collect and display testimonials on our website, which is great, but also asking former clients to create testimonials or reviews on public places like Google, where you don't have control over what they write, that can create a lot of trust. Obviously, you're going to want to make sure that the people that you ask to post reviews are going to give you nice reviews, but that will certainly help lend credibility to you and your brand for someone who has never met you before, and it builds that trust. And then you also really need to make sure that your website, which is essentially your online storefront, is representative of your business as well. It needs to be professional and up to date. It needs to answer all those initial questions that people have and give them a really clear sense of who you are, what your business is. I think it's really important that you show your face in this day and age. If you are asking someone to get in front of your camera, you should show something other than an artsy photo of you at a distance or some kind of baby picture from when you were a little kid. I think it's important to have a current headshot on your website. Now, all of that is before someone even contacts you. That is just their first impression, and it's the trust that you begin to build when someone hasn't ever talked to you. But the second phase that I want to talk about is once they do reach out to you. So, this is where you start to have direct control over the experience that a potential client has. And I think, number one, we need to respond quickly and, ref and professionally when someone reaches out to us. I think that the idea that you should, you know, wait so that they don't feel like you're sitting in front of the computer, you know, you're off being busy and important. I think that that's a fallacy. I, I mean, certainly I'm not saying sit by your computer all day on Saturday and respond instantly to anyone who writes to you. But as soon as you receive an email, you should have an email template response that's really easy and fast for you to just whip right off to somebody saying, hi, thanks so much for reaching out and telling them what the next steps are. I think that the when someone contacts us about photos, that is usually the number one time they are actively thinking about it. They are excited about the prospect of photos. And if we wait for any period of time, for every hour that goes by, we are potentially losing business to another photographer in our area, but also we are potentially losing that client's interest in having photos made in the first place. It, it can be a relatively short window of opportunity. So responding quickly and professionally is really important. And then from there, the way that you walk that potential client through the inquiry process says a lot about you and your business. Do you have a process that you walk them through? Are you controlling the conversation? Are you informing them of all of the things that they need to know and sort of anticipating the questions that they should be asking so that you 
demonstrate that this is something that you are familiar with and you know what you're doing on. All of that is really important. And then when it comes time to sharing pricing with someone, it's really important that your prices line up with the experience that you are presenting and promising. And this is a really big one. I think a lot of photographers, as we have discussed, are they price themselves low because they feel like they will attract more clients if their prices are approachable by some arbitrary set of definition. And I think what I have seen is actually that sometimes a photographer whose work is really good and their website looks really professional and their Instagram is really great, if their prices are really low, it actually creates confusion for potential clients who think, wait a minute, maybe this is Maybe what I'm seeing online isn't the real deal because if their prices are this low, maybe it's not as good as it, I thought it was. And and so I just want to reiterate that if your work is really good and your prices are really low, that will confuse potential clients. Now, that's not to say that they won't hire you, but it you want to stay in line with your messaging at all times. And part of that is your price. And honestly, there is a bit of psychology to where your price point is. That is not to say that people don't have real budgets and you can price yourself out of people's budgets. But when you put a premium price on something, they generally ascribe more value to it. So that's something to think about. And then the final piece of this, you know, in the period of time between when they first reach out to you and when they potentially book where you have an opportunity to establish price or uh, trust rather is in the booking process. So when you are, when you walk someone through how to book with you, if that is a, an easy, straightforward, professional experience where they're signing a contract and they're doing all of that, that is going to give them reassurance once again that you know what you're doing and that you are a professional and that you are going to be a good guide in this process. Confidence is so important here. It's important to show your clients that you are confident and it is important to inspire confidence in them. They're about to drop some amount of money and and they need to believe that they are getting value for that money. So the third part of the So the third opportunity that we have to establish additional trust with our clients is during the session itself, all the time leading up to it, and then all the time after that until we are done with that particular session's cycle. So all of your communication, your education, the guidance that you give them in the form of like your prep guides or if you have a meeting prior to the session, And then after the session, all the follow-up, that follow-up email that's so important saying thank you for the session and it was great, or sharing a preview image or two, all those kinds of things are showing your client that you are with them on the journey, you are available to them, and you are a trustworthy guide. So it's very important that all of those points are mapped out in your workflow 
and ideally pre-written and, and timed in such a way that each client is getting that consistent experience. No matter what is going on in your life, you know, things can be falling apart. It doesn't really matter when you show up for work, when you are running a business, you need to be able to provide that, that consistent experience. That is the professional thing to do. And then finally, once you have finished a session, they have gotten all of their products and their images and all that sort of thing, everything is done, you have yet another opportunity to establish trust. So at this point, they have given you all of the money that they're going to give you, you have delivered everything that you had promised to deliver to them, and a lot of photographers at that point just kind of disappear out of their clients' lives, and that is fine. No one will necessarily fault them for that. However, it doesn't take advantage of the opportunity to continue to deliver even after that particular transaction is done. And that is a missed opportunity. This is where you can show your client that you care beyond just what the terms of them giving you money entail. So you can follow up and ask for feedback about the session and about the experience, which is just good business anyway. You can ask for someone to leave you a review or a testimonial, which is a great way to not only build up that social proof, but also to give someone the opportunity to do something nice for you, which people really like when they've had a good experience. And then you can stay in touch and show someone that you are there for more than just their business. And in so doing, you will almost guarantee that you do end up getting more business from them or at minimum that they are going to be more likely to recommend you to their friends and family and that you will get more work as an extension of that. So it's a it's an opportunity to to show up even when you don't have to, which is like the icing on the trust cake. So to recap, hiring a photographer is a bigger deal than hiring someone to um, mow your lawn or fix your car. You are being hired not only to create photographs, which in and of itself, of course, can be an, an intimidating thing for a lot of people, but you're also being hired to guide your clients through that process, which is something that a lot of people get very nervous about. The key to making yourself as hireable as possible is creating trust in both you as a person and in your brand. And in order to make sure that you're doing that thoroughly, you can brainstorm opportunities to create trust around four different phases of your interaction with clients and potential clients. The first one we talked about was that initial impression that someone gets of you and your business. The second is the experience someone has when they first contact you and actually interact with you. The third is once they've hired you, everything where you're prepping them for the session, the session itself, and then the post-session sales process. And then finally, when everything is said and done and all the money has been exchanged and they have their photos, you have one more opportunity to continue the conversation and continue the relationship and show them that you are there for more than just the transaction. I wish that I could tell you that you could focus on one specific area 
or one thing or another thing, but the fact of the matter is that all of these are really important. But I realize that you can't address everything at once in your business. So I put together a checklist that I felt like is a really good first pass. It is sort of a quick guide to make sure that that initial experience that people have when they first find you is a positive one and make sure that you aren't doing anything actively that could get in the way of someone reaching out or booking you. And it's a really straightforward checklist that you can just run through and check your website and check your copy and make little tweaks here and there. So hopefully it's really helpful. And you can grab that at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash 001. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode, along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.